We have uh, A. Willie Style here and Luke the Duke uh, back for episode number three of Betting with Beverages. Uh, we're ready to bring the juice this week. It hasn't been a hasn't been a great start, but uh, I've spent a lot of time doing some analytics, and uh, hopefully we can get on a roll. How you doing, Alex? Comeback season, that's for sure. This is when we get uh, <laughs> our followers have been a little disappointed, but I think they're entertained. So this is the week we uh, win them some money. Let's go. I believe that. Let's. Uh, so agenda-wise, normally we uh, we say hellos and then we go over our beverage of choice uh, and then we start, you know, recapping the week. Um, what are you drinking today? I'm just taking it easy with a nice Sam Adams summer ale. Very nice. I uh, I decided to step it up this week, and uh, I have a uh, whiskey and ginger. So cheers. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully this brings us good luck. <laughs> well, last week, shit, upside down yep. world in Premier League right now. We obviously, yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's confusing right now. I mean, I think end of last season is when I really started putting a lot of time and betting um, into the Premier League. And at that time, teams are established, you know, they there's not a lot of roster moves, so they have like a set game plan. And at the end of the season, you know, you know which teams are going to be able to rally back from one down just because they've had all, all season to work on that. So now that it's the beginning of the season, a lot of transfers, a lot of, you know, sales of players, a lot of new people, teams are still trying to figure themselves out. So it's making it, I think, a little bit more difficult. Um, I just think with the money right now in Premier League and new ownership on a lot of teams, including – um, promoted teams and people are just, you know, the rosters are deeper. I think people are wanting to play in the mm-hmm. Premier League more than ever um, and the talent level and just in general um, cross soccer and everything is just more leveled out. So I think you're seeing the the promoted teams and the lesser teams, you know, playing well early on, which usually happens at the beginning of the year. They have, you know, more energy usually throughout the season. Those teams with less depth um, start to fall off, but certainly have made uh, yep. The betting side of things more difficult for us, and we've been close. We haven't been far off, but not good enough. Close, but no cigar, as they say. So I think last week, um, just to sort of recap what my picks were, my lock of the week was City minus one and a half. Obviously, they went into St James Park. Um, I think not only City underestimated Newcastle, so did I. Uh, I was talking some trash about them. Sorry, Kevin. I apologize. Um, but they, they showed up. Um, so because I had them in my, um, in my single lock of the week and in my parlay, um, you know, Man City tie Newcastle completely destroyed my bets. Obviously my long shot was, was, was off. I don't expect to win many of those, but you know, the lock parlay and then the single lock, unfortunately fell through. So that's two losing weeks in a row. Um, so look for a bounce back. What about yours? Uh, my lock of the week was Leicester, which was my survivor pick originally in our survivor pool. But luckily, I switched that one to the Spurs. So, so live in the survivor pool. Unfortunately, Leicester had the one nil early lead and eventually lost to Southampton um, at home. So that was a tough one. Um, and then in my parlays, I was one off. It just Liverpool in their game on Monday, couldn't get one more goal against Man U. I had the over three and a half. There was three goals. My other two 
for my parlay, Everton game under two and a half and Arsenal victory did, did happen. So I was close. Um, and then in my long shot, I think I ended up three out of the six. So three and three on that. Um, all again, very close, yep. not, not too far off, but unfortunately I think right now we're looking at uh, a negative $96 total for the first two weeks on my end and, and minus 170 for, for the Duke. So currently I'm leaving the way for the nice bottle of liquor at the end of the year. Oh, this hurts so bad. Minus one seventy. Not a good, not a good start. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have sorry to followers make some. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe just maybe fade me right now, and then when I get on a roll, then start following my picks. Um, but yeah, so overall, a little, little bit behind. But you really it all all it takes is one you know one good week of either a long shot or hitting the 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 lock parlay and and uh, and then a single game lock and. You know, I'll be I'll basically cut those uh, losses in half. So, um, you know, <clears throat> last week um, I think the first game was uh, was Wolves at Spurs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that one went as we expected, right? I think the Spurs we thought would win that one. The Wolves just can't score. Um, obviously, they still play good defense, whether on the road or, or at home. But Spurs ended up, you know, pulling out the goal there, um, one nil victory. They did. Uh, underperform a little bit their expected goals um, on their end, but they got the victory. That was an initial separate bet I had to start the week, so did win that one um, and kind of win as we expected. Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely sweating that game out because I had bet Tottenham just to win outright, um, and it was you know they they just weren't putting chances away. So finally, when they got the one header, I was like, okay, finally got it. But even still, a one nil victory when it's the eighty fifth minute, especially when you're watching soccer, you're never comfortable. You're always just sort of like waiting for that final whistle to blow. Um, the next game, uh, the second game was uh, Villa at Palace. Um, you know, when I was looking at the games last week, I actually wanted to make Villa uh, or uh, Crystal Palace uh, the actual lock of the week. Um, but I get nervous when I see like plus 150 odds for the home team favorite. And it kind of makes you think like, is this going to be a tie? Are they going to show up? Um, Villa came out strong and actually scored an awesome goal in the fifth minute of the game. Um, and it made me think, I'm like, oh, thank goodness I didn't, you know, make Crystal Palace my lock. Um, but unfortunately uh, for Villa, we did Villa things. And then we let Zaha score two minutes later to tie it up. Um, both sides had a lot of chances uh, in the end. Uh, we lost three to one. Um, but I think from, you know, my, my original sort of recap of, of last week, like, Crystal Palace to win outright at plus 150 was just like just throwing red flags all over the place. Like this is, this is going to happen. Um, I wish I would have put them in more of my, in more of my bets, um, which is unfortunate for Villa. Uh, game three uh, was Nottingham versus Everton. Uh, last week I predicted Everton would get a win here. Um, they haven't had the best start in the, in the standings with losing both of their first games. Um, each game was only a one goal differential, so they, they haven't been blown out, but they've been close. Um, you know, having a game uh, at home versus Nottingham was a good opportunity um, for Everton to actually get a win. Um, the game was nil-nil until the 81st minute when Nottingham actually scored. And then, you know, Everton was able to squeak out a point by a goal in the 88th minute. Um, I wouldn't say Everton's a great team at home. Um, you know, but based on expected goals for them, um, when they are home versus away, uh, it's, it's a one goal difference, right? So when they play at home versus away, like they're, they're, they're doing much better at home. And that's, just, that's the same, you know, way it is for pretty much all, 
um, all the Premier League teams. I think there's only like a couple teams that when they play at home, their expected goals is actually less than when they play away. I think a lot of that has to do with the home crowd, um, especially for the new teams like Nottingham. Like you can see that when they play at home, um, the, the expected goals is almost like even. But then when they play away, it's like minus two, right? So they have, you know, a new, newly relegated team uh, and they just play really well at home because their fans are going nuts. I do think, uh, like you said, Alex, that over time as the season goes on, the hype of being in the Premier League might sort of start to fizzle, especially if they start getting a lot of losses. So it'll be interesting to see how the expected goals at home probably will decrease and start to change um, just because, you know, they're they're just not that. Yeah, good. I think Nottingham's an inter interesting team going forward that we'll talk about on the preview. But they've made a bunch of signings mm -hmm. recently, bringing bringing in some players that are going to get used to the team and in yep. the starting eleven. So they're going to be an interesting one on a betting perspective to see if the if the Vegas odds uh, factor that in enough or not, and if they start playing above and above above their expected expectations. So. Um, next game was yep. Brentford at Fulham. Fulham's one of those teams. They play significantly better at home. Um, you know, they have two Americans, which is always fun. Tim Ream, whether he can, can't make the USA team, but that crowd loves him there. They, you know, they hear the good old Ream every time he touches the ball. Um, they went up early. Brentford came back, and then Fulham pulled out the late victory again at home. Both teams, you know, went above uh, their expected goals, so it was a good game. Um, Fulham just pulled it out at the end with Brentford coming off the, uh, the emotional high the week before against Man U. Um, but anytime again, going on the road and Premier League is always a challenge. So Fulham pulled out that one. I think we both kind of thought that one was going to be a, one you stick away from anyways. Um, pretty unpredictable. So kind of turned out that way in the end. Next up, we had Leicester at home against Southampton. Obviously this one hurt. Um, with Leicester being my lock of the week. It looked good early. They went up 1-0. Um, then they were holding on, and you know Southampton got a couple goals, um, one to draw, and then one late to, to take the victory after it looked like Leicester might get one late to, to go ahead on their own. So that was a tough one. Leicester's struggling right now. Um, you know Their expected goals was actually 0.24, so um, they were not producing a lot offensively. Um, Southampton was 1.24, so they obviously went above their expected goals there late with the victory. Um, but Southampton from week one where the coach was being talked about as maybe being fired and losing the locker room to that two, uh, two goal comeback on Leeds and now beating Leicester on the road. Um, they're in a better spot than they were two weeks ago. For sure. Uh, yeah. So just real quick before I get into the next game. So after this past week, I, I looked at a lot of different sort of analytics and stats on what are the most important things to look at when you're betting on soccer. Um, Obviously, you can look at goals and assists. A lot of times that doesn't give the true picture of, of how a team performed. Um, so when I started looking at it, um, expected goals, also known as XG. So whenever I say XG, that's what I'm referring to. Um, XG is the gold standard, right? And basically, it just measures the quality of a chance um, by calculating the likelihood that it will be, you know, that you'll actually score in a particular position on the pitch during a particular phase of play. So there's a lot of different stats that go into it. Um, they, you know, they sort of calculate this stuff. They, they measure distance to the goal, angle to the goal, whether it was a one-on-one -on -one chance, whether the body part was a header or a footer, whether the, the, the ball that was assisted to that person was a through ball, a cross, pullback, um, the pattern of play, whether it was an open play, a direct free kick, a corner kick. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and it's interesting because obviously I can look at the expected goals from this 
you know, previous week after the games already happened. And you say, oh, well, this makes sense. This is why this team won because they had three expected goals. That's why they put in two. The other team had 0.1 expected goals. That means they just didn't have chances. So um, it'll be interesting to sort of follow the XG um, to see if it can help me uh, determine winners in the upcoming weeks. Because obviously all the stats that I'm looking at are looking at the prior week. And then obviously you can look at hindsight and say, well, this is why this team won. Um, but just based on what I'm looking at, it's interesting to see how some teams just play way better at home or how they how poorly they play um, at away games. Obviously, you know, this is looking at everything in a vacuum because we've only had three games so far. So some teams have only played one game at home and maybe they played bad. And so from a stat expected goals perspective, um, it could be sort of skewed. But as the season goes on, I think it'll get more accurate. Um but moving on to the next game, um, after that little XG explanation, um, I'm going to be talking about that a lot GB. for the rest of the season. The good old <laughs> uh, But the next game was uh, Arsenal at Bournemouth. Uh, this was one of the locks that I had in my parlay. Um, I honestly didn't even see this being a contest. Uh, my prediction in the last podcast was that they were going to score two to three goals, and that's exactly what they did. Um, from a possession standpoint, Arsenal only had about 59% possession, but Bournemouth's office or offense had nothing to show for when they did have the ball for the 41%. Um, I think Bournemouth is going to have a tough time staying in the top division, uh, especially when you see other promoted clubs bringing talent. Um, I haven't heard much about Bournemouth signings or anything, um, but I do know that, you know, like, you know, I think you said Nottingham Forest, they're signing some folks. Um, Fulham seems to be. Uh, I think doing better than than uh, Nottingham and, and Bournemouth. Um, it's just I, I don't see them staying up in this league if they're not going to bring uh, talent in to help them, um, which is awful because the Villa lost to them game one, and, and that still stings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Villa Villa struggling. That's to say the least. Uh, yep, we are. This game was bittersweet. Uh, I knew it was going to be a tough one for Chelsea. Um, did not think it was going to be an embarrassment. Um, what it ended up being. Um, Chelsea came out strong in the first 15, 20 minutes. Uh, and then and then uh, Mr. American, Brandon Aronson, decided to uh, show Mendy what it's what it's like and took it straight from him and no-looked it right into the goal, which which may go down as one of the sweetest goals we'll see in Premier League this year from a, from a um, showing off, showboating perspective a little bit. But that, that took the, you know, the, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, momentum from the, said, the no. Yeah, and they went up three three goals to nil. Chelsea's struggling up top. They're just not, you know, Havertz is not playing well. Kulabali got a red card and two yellows for the red card in the end. Um, just just tough everywhere. Tuchel seems to be a little bit maybe out of sync with his roster right now. A little, you know, worried about bringing too you know, other guys in and the transfer window instead of making the best of what's in front of them. Uh, we'd we'll love to see Pulisic get some time next game this coming week. But, uh, you know, the score was what expected goals basically was showing us, and Leeds was the better team that night. Yeah, I think uh, watching that Aaronson goal, I'm a huge fan of just, like, hustlers and watching him just, like, press and take the ball away. Uh, that, that was a pretty cool play. Um, next game, it was Brighton at West Ham. Uh, now that we're several weeks into the season, uh, the question is this, which team is the biggest dumpster fire in regards to the expectations that were set prior to the season? Um, some folks were looking at Man U for the first two weeks. 
maybe now people are looking at Liverpool because of their slow start. Um, I think one of the teams with some question marks right now is probably West Ham. Uh, I'm not trying to pick on them because, you know, they screwed me over my survivor pool and they killed my lock of the week in week two versus Nottingham. Um, but, you know, it's interesting to see that they've had the fewest changes on their roster year over year. And they were a they finished in the top seven in the last two seasons. So they've obviously been a well-established team over the last two years. They haven't had a lot of roster changes. Why aren't they performing at the same level that they were the last two years? Um, you know, they have yet to score a goal. Um, and, and now they're 0-3. Um, do I think they get relegated? No, but they need to figure out what the issue is, and they need to figure out fast because relegation could become a possibility if they just keep, um, you know, laying goose eggs. Um, kudos to uh, Reimer last week. He sent over some picks that he liked. Um, he was calling out Brighton, Brighton beating uh, beating West Ham, and, and, and they did, um, it, uh, you know, from a stat perspective, um, I think it was close, basically split possession. Uh, corners were very similar. Uh, I think the penalty awarded to Brighton midway through the first half. Um, that's always a gut, gut punch when, when you feel like you're competing with someone and then they get a break like that um, and you go down 1-0. It could be a mental thing. So now they're 0-3. They haven't scored a goal. Now they're losing one nothing to Brighton. Um, and, you know, they're trying to battle back. Unfortunately, they never um, they never got the equalizer and then they actually ended up losing 2 nothing. Um, interestingly enough, you know, when I talk about XG all the time, West Ham actually has the worst expected goals when playing at home and it's minus 1.88. And that's, and I'm talking about net XG that that's accounting for any goals that they scored. Obviously they haven't scored goals, but as of right now, they literally have the worst expected goals. Um, so it's something to keep an eye on as this season progresses. Um, but yeah, I was actually pretty happy that Brighton won because a I'm not happy with West Ham and I put some money on Brighton to just win outright based on Reimer's prediction. Um, and then the next one was uh, City at Newcastle. This was another one of my locks that I had in my parlay. Uh, what a freaking game! Uh, if anyone missed it, uh, both teams were not scored on through their first two games, so it's going to be interesting to see you know whether or not there was going to be goals scored. Um, and it was funny because it went, they went from not allowing a goal for the last, you know, two games each, um, to then it be the high, the highest scoring game of the week with six goals. Uh, I think we run this game back right now. I think city wins, um, new Newcastle had to bring everything that they had. Um, obviously the free kick from Trippier helped, um, that was a sick goal. Um, but you know, this game is additional proof that playing at home can be a huge advantage. Um, City's, you know, net expected goals when they play away is over three goals in a game, which is insane. Um, and and Newcastle um, during actually during this game, the expected goal was two point two one for Newcastle and three point six seven for City. So because the game ended at three three, it just shows you that Newcastle outperformed their expected goals based on their chances, and City underperformed. Um, you know, but like I said, I think if I think if they if they ran this back today, I think City wins. Uh, but St. James Park was absolutely on fire. Um, and, and, you know, it just shows that when they go on breaks and they go on these fast breaks and, and ASM is running down the field, you can just feel the energy. Um, and, and that's why it's important to look at the XG when you have a team playing at home versus playing away. Yeah, that was a tough one because definitely seemed like Man City was going to come back and, and end up winning that one. They obviously felt like they didn't play their best. And Newcastle took advantage of that at home. ASM hardly had his best game in a long time. 
Um, but that will go down yep. there already with uh, Premier League game of the year up there with that Chelsea Spurs game a couple weeks ago. So um, last game of the week real quick was uh, the two-faced uh, Man United team and the what's weirdly underperforming Liverpool team. I think we saw Liverpool in preseason against Man City and thought, wow, they might uh, run away or, you know, really challenge Man City at the top again and potentially take it this year. But they're off to a, I don't know, a very slow start. They're dealing with injuries. Um, Nunez with the red card. I think there's just a lot going on right there there right now. Maybe they're aging. Reimer had an interesting point this week that their roster from three or four years ago is basically the exact same as what started this last game against Man U. So um, age obviously does add up eventually, especially especially over um, the last couple of years where they played more games than ever with the COVID, you know, COVID schedule and things like that. But still did not feel like Man U was going to do anything. And again, at home, you know, they got the energy at home. They got a goal early and they just kind of, you know, were able to keep it going and play better than they've played all year. They're basically exactly right on their expected goals at 2.02. Liverpool maybe underachieved at one and a half was their expected. So, could have, been, could have gone either way, but a huge win for Man U and some question marks for Liverpool right now. Big, big question marks. My buddy my buddy says that they, they're a fire sale. Basically, they're just <laughs> thrown in the towel. <laughs> yeah, so they were very, very interesting games last week. I think this week has, has, a, has a pretty decent slate. I feel like there might be some runaway games this week, uh, but... Uh, I'm excited uh, to, to get this thing started. Yeah, we'll start off the week. We got um, Man U at the early game on the road out Southampton. Again, a, te- a couple teams here that have been a little unpredictable. Man U with the tough start, but then the big win last week. Same with Southampton with the tough start with a loss, and then came back, comeback draw, and then a win on the road at Leicester. So I think um, this one's a tough one. Southampton's at home. You know, I think the, the advanced stats would say – They've played better overall than Man U to date, just, but obviously Man U on paper has a better talent. Um, so I think this is going to be a tough one either way. Honestly, one you probably stay away from. Um, I need to pull up the odds, to be honest, but I just think this one you stay away from this week. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to touch that game. Uh, yeah, just because it's Man first game, if you're awake, you just got to put something on it, but... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's 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 what a degenerate says. <laughs> I'm all about that. Twenty five bucks on, on Man U at seven thirty a.m. Um, yeah, so the next game is Everton at Brentford. Uh, Brentford plays much better at home. Uh, I think that shows when they when they beat Man U for nothing. Um, Everton's expected goals when they're away is a negative one point two nine. So Everton definitely doesn't play that well when they're on the road. Uh, you know, believe it or not. You know, you wouldn't think of Brentford as as a as a top five team, but they're quietly scoring goals, right? And and they're up in the ranks with the goals for, uh, along with Arsenal and City. Um, they they've scored eight goals in three games. Uh, note to self that they did play Leicester. Uh, they played Man U before they got good, and they played Fulham. So when you look at stats, sometimes it can be deceiving. You really have to sometimes dig into the details, but still they are scoring goals. Um, I think Everton is in dire need of a win. Um, so they're going to be coming out strong. Frank Lampard, I think he's one of the favorite coaches um, to be axed. Uh, I think his I think his job's on the line if he doesn't start producing um, with their slow start. Um, based on a little read 
little reading that I had this morning, um, Everton might be signing Malpe from Brighton, which would be, uh, you know, sort of, it would address their, their striker, uh, striker needs. Um, you know, even if, even if Everton comes out strong, I do like Brentford to win straight up. I just think that they play much better at home. Everton plays like crap. Um, and, and, you know, with Everton playing well at home, scoring a lot, they're in the top 10, you know, this is a game right here that they need to win to just, you know, keep the momentum going. And I, and I think they get it done. Uh, I think the odds for Brentford to win straight up are plus 105. So it's plus money. Um, and, and I think that just based on everything, all the stats that I've looked at, uh, I'm going to be taking Brentford to win. Um, Those odds are a great sprinkle in these parlays. So I like that one too. Yes. I think um, I actually, I thought Malpay was going to Nottingham, but maybe that didn't go through with fake Twitter. I, but Yeah, I think I, like when I read it this morning, like the article literally just came out. So it was like two minutes ago and I like looked it up and apparently they were, they were in discussion. And then I think that's when Nottingham was possibly trying to sign him, but I think he might actually be going towards Everton. Um, and then, you know, the next, the next one here, What's this that? is the game of the week or for uh, USA NBC, this leads took oh, lead, the, the lead game. Yeah. Yeah. This is dude, this game is, this game is going to be very interesting. Um, so leads lead plays very well on the road and Brighton plays well at home in regards to just goals scored. Um, Leeds has one of the better XGs when playing away and Brighton has one of the top XGs when playing at home. So the question is what's going to give, like one of them can't give, or it's just going to be a high scoring game. Um, I actually think that it is a high scoring game. Um, but I also do think that a draw is definitely possible. I don't think it's going to be a zero, zero draw. So if anything, it could be like a one, one or a two, two draw. Uh, I don't think they score, you know, six goals, uh, in the game. Um, but I do think that um, it will be over the two and a half goals, um, uh, which is which is the over. I'm going to be sprinkling that in some of my parlays. Um, and it was funny because when Reimer sent over his uh, his little picks that he liked, uh, he said, you know, this would picking this game as a draw would be fun. And based on just the stats that I was looking at, um, it, it's kind of painted a picture of, of it possibly being a draw. Yeah. So you have Chelsea at home, Man City at home. And Liverpool at home at the same time slot, the 10 o'clock time slot on Saturday. And Leeds United States has taken the network game from NBC based on Aronson and Adams and Jesse Marsh at coach. So pretty exciting times for our uh, resident Leeds United fan, uh, Aaron Pitchcolin, and, and their lone E fan, Jake Gordon, um, for this Saturday. But again, Reimer's the only one that trusts Brighton at home. He knows he, he's. He's convinced himself that they're that good at home, which he's not wrong. So um, they're a tough one to bet against, but I do like Leeds there as well. Um, next up, we got Chelsea at home versus Leicester. Chelsea needs a bounce back week. They're at home. Um, Leicester seems to be struggling. Um, so this one's going to be an interesting one. I do think Chelsea, this is a good one for them at home. This will be in one of my parlays later. Uh, they think they're minus one with you go with the, with the odd line. Um, but if you look at just... Straight up to win with the draw involved, they are minus 240. So, obviously, the odds think Chelsea's coming back here strong. I do think um, they will do that at home against Leicester. Um, but, again, you never know. The draw at plus 400 could be interesting as well. Next game is Liverpool-Bournemouth. This uh, Liverpool is my survivor pick this week. We're down to, uh, like, nine players left in the survivor pool, um, including Reimer, Kevin, and myself. So, 
I am going with them at home. Uh, Reimer was basically talking me out of it the other day at over 40s Bender with all his negativity, but still had to go with it. It just, it just seems too easy, uh, which obviously could be dangerous. But, I mean, Liverpool, um, significant favorites, like not even bettable, basically, um, unless you're throwing them into a parlay just to get a few extra you know, dollars out of it. So I think easy win. Liverpool probably wins by at least two, three, even with some of their injuries. Um, so, well, you know, that should be an easy one at the 10 a.m. slot. It's funny you say the term unbettable because that's how I see um, that's how I see the City game being. Um, so City um, is playing Palace um, at home. Palace is obviously coming off a good win versus Villa at home, scoring you know three to one versus them. Um, City's coming off of a disgusting tie versus Newcastle. Um, however, mad props to the Magpies. Um, you know, obviously, City's going to be favored in this game. Uh, I, if you look at the actual money line, uh, money line odds, they're favored too much. Um, the the odds are minus five seventy five, uh, so you have to wager five hundred seventy five dollars to one hundred. Um, I I don't like games like that because there's plenty of circumstances where they can tie or they can lose, and you just lost a lot of your bankroll trying to make a small little a small little wager. Um, I know Zaha can give defenses trouble, but I think City's going to do what they always do, which is, you know, handle business after a loss or a tie. I look back to last year's games. I know they didn't have a lot of losses or ties, but every single time they either had a loss or a tie, they came back the next week and just dominated. Um, and I think part of that is probably related to coaching. Um, you know, they know that it's going to, they know that it can be a tight race. It came down to what the last game or two last season for the, for the, for the trophy. So it's like, you know, when you, when you tie a game like that, it's like, all right, we got to focus up. We have, we're playing crystal palace and crystal palace is, you know, they're, they're doing okay. Like this is the time you got to focus and just come out and get the job done. Um, I think the money line, like I said, I think the money line for city is just too much. Um, putting money on Palace to win is probably just a no donation to your bookie. Um, and I don't like the over or the under because I just don't know how the game's going to play out um, and how Palace is going to play um, City. Like when Palace played Liverpool earlier in the year, they basically just backed up. They just played defense and then they just try to get a counterattack. Are they going to do the same thing to City? I don't know. They might try to press City. Yeah. Um, they might try to do what, what Newcastle did, and it could be a high-scoring game. So, to be honest, I'm probably just going to fade that game, um, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, the next game, Fulham and Arsenal. Um, this game has the largest expected goal spread between a home and an away team. Um, Fulham doesn't play horrible away, but Arsenal has the best net expected goals um, when they do play at home. Uh, I still don't really know who Fulham is as a team. You know, they tie Liverpool, which – is meh. Uh, they tied Wolves and then they beat Brentford. You know, Brentford is a solid team. Wolves has a decent defense. Um, are they good or not? I don't really know. Um, considering the form of Liverpool, when they did play them, I wouldn't call the, the tie um, verse, versus uh, Liverpool to be of significant value um, because of Liverpool's play in the field was just a bit of a dog's breakfast. Um, but playing Arsenal at home will be a good litmus, litmus test, uh, in my opinion, to determine whether or not Fulham is actually uh, a decent team or not. Obviously, the Gunners are obviously favorites, um, but since it's early in the season and Fulham is playing well, I'm not going to put any 
money on the Arsenal money line in my parlays in case Fulham actually shows up and, and gets a draw or possibly even wins. Um, if there is any bet to be made, I do think that the over of three goals is 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 going to be solid. It pays minus 130. I don't think it's a low-scoring game. I think Arsenal can score goals. We've obviously seen, we've seen Fulham score goals. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that over three goals is, is a solid bet. If, if it's a 2-1 game, fine. My, 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 my bet pushes. But at the same time, if I bet over three and a half goals, then they have to score another goal. And, and it might not be four goals. Um, if you look at last week's games, four out of the ten games last week ended up with three goals. Um, so, you know, a 40% chance last week to get three goals. And I'm just not going to put my money on, on four. Um, West Ham Villa. So I'm saving the best for last. Um, something about this game is just screaming the perfect storm. Uh, I, I've been upset with West Ham for the past couple weeks. Um, and this better not be the freaking week that West Ham turned things around, uh, for my own club fandom. Uh, I think, you know, the absolute value difference between, you know, the expected goals for Villa when they play at home versus away is the second largest spread in the league. So basically, when they play at home, their expected goals is plus 1.29. But when they play away, it's minus 1.3. So there is a huge gap between when they play at home and when they play away. Um, obviously, there's, you know, there's sort of uh, nuances to these numbers uh, because I'm only looking at the first three games. But I think... I honestly think West Ham bounced back. We lost to them both times last year. Um, and I actually like West Ham to beat Villa. Um, I, I think, I think Villa is struggling as well. It's not like we're doing well. And I think that if you look at West Ham's games, they've had decent possession. They've had a bunch of chances. Their expected goals has been up there. They just haven't actually, you know, scored and they haven't scored yet. Like they're going to score at some point. And I think when they do start scoring, it's just going to start flowing. And I think this could be the week. So I feel stupid, keep on betting against my own team. But I think in this situation, I think West Ham actually beats Phila. <laughs> and I think the odds for them to win are plus 215. So yeah, keep betting against Phila. You might make some money. <laughs> <laughs> I hope CK's not listening to this. You'd be like, you're a fake fan. <laughs> hey, there's never seen a fan a smart better. So I'll go on with the Steelers. Um, next, the last two games of the week, quickly to keep going here, we got Newcastle at Wolves. Um, Newcastle coming off that big game against Man City. I think they are. Um, this is one of those games on the road at a team that plays best at home, especially on, on defense, but does not score, where if you want to get to the top you know, six, even the top four, you got to just – these are the type of games you got to start winning. So I do think they – I do think they're going to do that this week. I think if you look at kind of like – Every stat, expected goals, goals scored, goals, goals against, even like just odds against the league. I think Newcastle easily, you know, is one of the better teams right now. The Wolves are one of the worst teams, if not the worst, um, and just seem to be not putting it together and they're dealing with some injuries. So uh, I'm taking Newcastle here. I think if you look at the the odds, it's um, uh, crap. Where'd it go? Um, dang, I just lost it. Newcastle's on the road. Um, and Wolves are plus 175, and the draw is plus 235. So, you know, if they think it's going to be an even matchup, probably a 1-0 victory, maybe 2-1 at most. That would be a lot of goals for this game, but I think uh, Newcastle is going to go on the road and, and, and get a good victory here. Last game of the week, kind of an exciting game. Um, Tottenham definitely the, 
heavy favorites on the road at minus 215. Forrest is uh, playing strong, though, and I think, you know, added some players to see if they're on the pitch this week. But they're plus 600 at home. Kind of fun for a long shot, honestly. And Spurs are always typically due for a down week um, here and there or, or a, a dud. So this could be it. Um, I do think Spurs, though, end up probably winning this or maybe a draw at worst. So we have a good last game of the week at uh, Sunday, 1130. No Monday game this week because we have a quick turnaround uh, for Tuesday next week. So we'll have to do a, a quick Monday betting with beverages pod um, or Tuesday. I, re- I did not realize. Yeah, there's two 30 kicks, two games on Tuesday. So we uh, Who's, who plays? Crystal Palace and Brentford and Fulham and Brighton. Um, actually, there's, okay. there's a handful. There's four games on Tuesday. Also, Chelsea, Southampton, Leeds, Everton. So that'll be interesting. That's okay. as you start looking at rosters and who plays a couple days apart. So that's the uh, end of this week. For the recap or for the previews, so now we're going to head into uh, makeup season here, where we look to bounce back and uh, get people back on board with our blocks of the week and parlays of the week. So let's see uh, what we got ready to go this week. Let's do it. I'll go first. Um, my lock of the week. So I'm hoping that I'm reading these. Analytics, <laughs> details, data, all this. I mean, I've just been so, putting so much time into this. Um, I think that the Brighton and the Leeds game could be a high-scoring game based on how each team performs. Um, Leeds scores a lot of goals in the road. They have a, they have a high XG, and then Brighton has a high XG um, when they play at home. Um, could it be a defensive battle? Sure, but at the same time, I think that just based on their performance, I do like – um, the over of that game to be uh, over two and a half. Uh, that pays minus 115. So uh, because it's my single lock, it's a $50 bet, pays out 43.48. That's it. 43.48. All right. My lock of the week, I just talked about them. I do think they're just the better team and the Wolves are struggling even at home. Um, I think it's going to be Newcastle on the road plus 170. Uh, riding the train, got to give some love to Kevin and every podcast uh, about Newcastle. Uh, I just think they're playing well. They're confident. Um, I think it won't be a letdown what happened last week with Man City. I think they're going to be um, happy with the draw on the road or sorry, at home, but even the draw against Man City anytime. So my lock of the week is Newcastle plus 170, which is $50 to win 85 profit. So the plus money there could be a nice bounce back for for my uh, overall bets this year so far. So then from there, I'll just jump into my parlay of the parlay lock of the week, going straight across three games just to win. Uh, hopefully looking for, you know, an easy one here just to get some, some momentum going. So I'm going the Chelsea win um, at home against Leicester, who's struggling. The Newcastle win as my lock, which again can be dangerous when you spread it too many times, but I think Newcastle's a lock and then Arsenal, um, at home, I think against what Bournemouth, so or not Bournemouth, um, Fulham. So I think those are three locks to win straight up $25 to win 94.38 on my parlay lock of the week. So let's see if we can uh, bring that one home. Sweet. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, my lock, uh, similar to you, I did go with Chelsea just to win straight up. Um, 
to be honest, the the value on them just winning outright is actually not that bad. It's minus two thirty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lester's playing absolutely horrible. Um, so I'm I'm putting Chelsea to win um, just outright as my first leg. Uh, Brentford, um, I'm actually picking Brentford to beat Everton at home, um, just to win outright. And then my third leg is Bournemouth to not score a goal. Uh, so yes, I'm putting a lot of faith in Liverpool's defense to actually show up. Um, I mean, I feel like, I feel like they have to show up at some point. Um, Bournemouth has had very low expected goals, all three of their games, I think last week's expected goals, um, they played – who did they play? They played Arsenal. Their expected goals were 0.21. Uh, the week prior to that, they played City. It was only 0.12. Uh, and then even when they played Aston Villa and beat us 2 nothing, their expected goals were only 0.59. Um, so they're really not getting a lot of chances. Um, and I think that Liverpool is able to shut them down. So those three um, – it pays plus three fifty two, so a twenty five dollar bet um, payout is eighty seven ninety eight. Eighty seven ninety eight. Okay. What's your long shot? Uh, my long shot. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of going for the long shot. <laughs> I mean, I've last season I was always doing six to ten team parlays, which in many people's mind is probably just a donation. But um, I have the following teams to just win outright. Um, I have Man United, uh, I think after, you know, uh, beating our, uh, Liverpool, I think they go into Southampton and I think they get the job done. Um, I also like Brentford. I think Brentford's going to beat Everton. I also have some, some easier picks like Chelsea over Leicester. I have Liverpool over Bournemouth, City over Crystal Palace. Um, I have Arsenal over Fulham. And then I guess my the worst underdog that I have um, in in my long shot is West Ham to beat Villa um, at plus two fifteen. So all in all, you add those seventeen. Seven? What's the seven? Man yeah, New, seven. Brentford, yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, West Ham. Yeah, seven. What's the one more? I'm missing one. Man U, Brentford, Chelsea, Liverpool, City, Arsenal, City. West Ham. Okay. Um. You add all those money lines together, and it plays plus two thousand six hundred thirty-nine. So a ten-dollar bet pays out two sixty-three eighty-six. Dang, that's it. There's some big favorites in there. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel confident about this. I think the only, the only place that I could be worried about is maybe Man U, maybe the West Ham game, and maybe the Brentford game. I think all the other four. I mean, it's like I said, there's going to be some lopsided games this week. I think City handles it. I think Liverpool handles it. Chelsea handles it. So it's going to come down to just a couple picks. Well, my long shot is definitely higher odds this week than than yours. A little bit more of a long shot. Um, there is no way for both of ours to win. So based on based on, what we're <laughs> I'm going with Nottingham Forest and Tottenham over two and a half goals. I think that one opens up and. Um, we see some goals there, especially not having it for us at home. I don't think teams tend to pack pack the back quite as much at home as they may would on the road. So I got over two and a half there. I think Arsenal and Fulham, whether it's you know whether it's closer game at two to one or Arsenal pulls away three nil or three one, I think the over two and a half there is is a good bet. I'm taking also Brentford for the victory at home. Um, Leeds 
Um, I like their odds at plus 300 or 305 on the road. I know, again, Brighton at home is tough, but Leeds is going to be wanting to come out on, you know, on national TV here in the U.S. with the victory. Um, and then I'm going with the Villa-West Ham draw. I think both teams are big question marks, not great right now either way. So I'm taking the draw there. So that that's my long shot again. Nine and Forest Tottenham over two and a half. Arsenal Fulham over two and a half. Brentford victory, Leeds victory, and the draw on the Villa West Ham game. That's ten dollars to win seven hundred twenty-four. So big odds, big payday. And uh, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens with that one. Best of luck. One of us has to win one of these pretty soon. That's what I'm thinking. All you need is one, and it pays for your season. Makes the fans happy. <laughs> All right. We went a little longer this week on uh, episode three of Betting with Beverages. Um, it was a good one, though. It was a big bounce back week. So make sure you get in, get your bets in. Um, we'll see what happens, but we'll have uh, you know, a good week here. All right. Sounds good. Quick turnaround. Two podcasts in four days. Have a good weekend, Duke. <laughs> Yeah, you too.